Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering The Artful Dodger, Season 1, Episode 6, Bully in the Alley. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher who loves the world of Oliver Twist and is watching this series for the first time. And I'm covering this series with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, do you prefer Highwayman or Bushranger? I'm needed for your death warrant. Oh, well, uh, Robert's your father's daughter. <laughs> Robert's your father's daughter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put that in there, so I just said it. <laughs> okay, fantastic, Kurt. All right, Kurt, what do you think of this episode? Let's find out in our ratings. Ratings. All right. Well, we lost Monks. <laughs> He's gone again. <laughs> Is that enough to? Uh, deter you from liking this episode i don't know there's only two episodes left and that monk storyline has not paid off at all you might be getting impatient enough to ding this episode for that uh but i think you still found it very funny i think you i think you found prof extremely funny in this episode i think he's like your spirit animal in this episode i think you i think you like like the the morality questions that are raised here I'm just not sure if you're impatient. I don't think you care about the about uh, Jack and Belle's romance anymore. I think they kissed last episode, and, and that, that was the end of that storyline, as far as you're concerned. So uh, I don't think that did anything for you. So I, I'd say you gave it a 9 out of 10. Really, yeah. This comes down to whether or not you knocked this episode for things you might say you you can't blame this episode for. You're, you're a pretty forgiving person when it comes to... Uh, detracting points i feel like so did you give it a 10 i think you liked everything about the episode the monks thing eh you're so infatuated with fagin you didn't even remember about monks and i just i just told you i remember you didn't even, <laughs> okay, whatever. You didn't, you didn't even not even a blip on your radar <laughs> so did you give it a 10 you could have given it a 10 I'll, I'll, i'm gonna be gutsy with that i think you gave this episode a 10 I sure did. I love this episode. <laughs> oh, oh man, I loved it. I don't care about monks. Whatever, monks can go pop salt. <laughs> but 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 uh, boy, did I love the non-binary morality on display in this episode. Yeah. A lot of really complicated moral questions and and uh, who's right and who's wrong. Oh, this is good stuff. And then and very very funny. Professor the prof was my spirit animal in this episode. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he was so funny. Uh, Everything I, I, is distressingly clear now. I had a tough time, I gotta tell you, because I when I went to um get my quotes for who said it, I was like, wait a minute, these are all prof. <laughs> Every quote I wrote down was prof. <laughs> okay, I gotta find some other ones. But maybe I still went with all prof. I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, now I don't think you did the fact that you said that, but we'll we'll have to see. As for me, you got me right. I I would have given this episode a ten. It's really good, but I got I've got to detract it for two things. That's what I wrote down. Monks number one, which is this monk storyline thing is just. Why'd they bother showing him so early on in the I season? Don't know. Like what I don't they, know. they really big this up to be a really big part of the season, which it might be. But man, they've they've given it a lot of runway. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's just oh. so yeah, that that's one thing. And number two is yeah, I don't care about Bell and Jack's love story, at least not this part of their love story. Like the kind of I felt like this was all done last episode. 
Like they, they, yeah. they were all made up. They kissed finally. But then yeah. they go back to their, their I don't know, well, for they lack have of a, a better word, song it. and dance. I mean, they always have a fight. This is a very unhealthy relationship. <laughs> they always get in a fight. They go, I'm not going to see you anymore. And then the way they, well, they make up is Jack comes back to her and says, hey, I've got a medical thing if you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know I do. And then, they, and then, and then, and then the, they get back together. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little monotonous, I do agree. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, it's a little unhealthy, maybe, but also so is Belle apparently a little unhealthy. So that's that's something that we didn't know before. I mean, we kind of had an idea, but it Fanny sounds said like... something, but what do you mean about that in this episode? Well, Fanny said, given your health... yeah. You're right. Maybe you and Dr. Dawkins should have like a, a long unconsummated love affair. <laughs> yeah, in her room. So I wonder what is what is her health problem? I don't know. I wonder I don't know either. Maybe Jack can't read. Maybe she can't write. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a that's, that's a health a, problem. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm come on. Guess out, I'm just throwing a guess out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a good dynamic jack can write <laughs> she can read my eyes and your <laughs> no your eyes and my brain that's how it should be you think it could be the brain yes <laughs> exactly oh boy i know I, I look i i think there are like some really complicated questions and in, in play here in this episode i don't care at all about the love story anymore but it doesn't detract from anything for me so i'm, I'm a little disappointed in you for dinging this for the love story like that that's a whatever like the monks thing i get that the monks thing but... is also if it was just one of these things i probably wouldn't have dinged it but the combination of both of them that's a dink okay all right I don't know, man. You gotta think it. You gotta, you gotta punish it. I'm not oh. punishing it. No way. No way. No. I, I've, I know. I knew a long time ago when the monks thing was gonna come to a head, and it's next episode. <laughs> Why did you know for so long? Because I know the title of the next episode. Oh, so it's a reference. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, a, you should know this reference though too. It's not unique to me. A wet lettuce. Wet lettuce. That's that's the title of the next episode. That that was that, that was stated by Jack in episode one when Fagan was trying to find commonalities between them. He said, "We both hate Oliver Twist," and Jack goes, "Everybody hates Oliver Twist. He's a wet lettuce." <laughs> so that wet lettuce is coming into play next episode. So I'm sure that's where the monk stuff is going to come to a head. I mean, one would hope it's the penultimate episode, but. Nah, I'm okay, so okay, confident. Wait, 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 well, here, look, 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 let me get your word here. Then let's get a let's get a candidate's promise here, which is if next episode nothing with the monks thing is developed, will you will you detract at a point? No, not necessarily. No, okay, all right. I gotta so, see. It. I gotta see it. All right, okay. I just wanted to see if I but, could get your word. But by by the way, both of the remaining episodes have titles that are callbacks to episode one. So the, the finale episode is called Untapped Potential. And that, that was how Jack referred to Fagin in episode one when he was told Captain Gaines he was going to keep him as his convict servant. said, I see, I see untapped potential. Gaines, Gaines said, very untapped. <laughs> so, so both of these last two titles are references to episode one. So I like that. I like the idea of that. But I don't know, man. I, I really love this episode. I'm, it is... It is 
so funny and so like really there are like three or four different scenes where i'm like wow that is a really hard moral question there's a lot of moral quandaries like three or four times it it, it happens in the episode i'm not going to talk about all of them right now but i mean really it is like i this was maybe the the most understandable their feuding was to me Mm, i i could agree with that Every other time, Belle and Jack, I thought, were fighting because, well, they're just different classes. Uh, society, <laughs> you know? But but this one, I felt like, man, this is probably a fight I would have, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just... Yeah, Belle's... Yeah, I, I agree with that, that. You can really go either way. I wouldn't... I mean, depending on which which character I was, you know, that... Yeah. I, I would argue Jack's position if I were Jack, and I would argue Bell's position if I were Bell. I, I really, I, I don't know. I I had a tough time with that, which is which is Fagan's great. A lot, a lot easier to, have a to be. Fagan's a lot easier of a position. Always easiest to be Fagan. Always. always. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look out for number one. That's that's the that's, that's his his principle, his primary principle. Look out for number one. But yeah, and you know, but even Fagan presents a, a bit of a moral quandary in this episode too so i i don't know man i I, i'm not sure if you loved last episode i'm not sure why you don't love this episode if i'm being honest i gave you the two reasons why i can't give it i I reject them all right well then not very not very morally gray of you (laughs) i love saying that's a that's a leftovers quote i love saying it too (laughs) i love it so his father gives him the magazine. He's like, "No, I don't accept it. I reject it." <laughs> like, because ah. you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to be clear with people. No, there's no arguing. That you're not going to convince me. I reject it. I reject. <laughs> there's nobody can argue that. I, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> anyway. Except in The Leftovers, there's some argument. <laughs> anyway, all right, Kurt, I wonder what your favorite scene was. Favorite scenes. All right, Kurt, I think I know your favorite scene. Really? Because I think I know I your do. favorite I'm, scene. I'm pretty, conf- I'm pretty confident that I know your favorite scene. Okay. I think it is Bell, Captain Gaines, and Governor Fox discussing the moral relativism of the beatdowns. Okay. And I think your favorite scene is Fagan drinking with uh, Dodger, Jack, and explaining why he's so self-interested. Oh, a little backstory on Fagan. Never heard anything. Yes, that is my favorite scene. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Dude, I was I was so excited. I I I was practically drooling. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Uh yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that one, I guess, first, because Fagan wants to take advantage of the situation and sell contraband. He's got a man on the inside, very, very inside, He's in a liquor crate, <laughs> in fact. But um, this is, I mean, he tells Dodger, you know, we're pickpockets. They did us a favor. They created contraband. This is, in fact, a prison colony. It is, in fact, a floating prison. You know what sells in floating pr- in prisons? contraband and they just created some so let's go get it and sell it 
but Jack is annoyed and he, he isn't thinking about the hurting people because he cares about these hurting people. He cares about the, the, uh, them. And he, he wonders what happened to Fagan to make him so cold and callous. And I just, I just got to read this whole quote because this is like amazing. Cold winds, a stick with brass tacks on it that fell on me back no matter how much I begged. A belly that gnawed and never got filled except for gruel of filth and creeping hands in the dark alleys and the dark nights without a roof. Things that you and Oliver never had to worry about because I always made sure you boys had a blanket and a fire and a meal and the means to get them when you was grown. So uh, we got to break that line down because <laughs> there's so much there. I mean, he's telling us, you know, this is this is how you make a criminal. This this is how you create a criminal. You, you put them and probably what was a workhouse because that's and that's where Oliver Twist started. Okay, so Fagan is kind of showing us a divergent path that Oliver Twist could have taken if his family hadn't intervened. But Oliver Twist was in a workhouse. That they fed they fed him minimal quantities of gruel. They beat him. They abused him. They they used him for hard labor. And Fagan probably went through that too, unless he was homeless, which is very possible because he does talk about eating filth and creeping hands in dark alleys and dark nights without a roof. So it sounds like he was he grew up either homeless or in a workhouse or some of each. And either way, no matter how you slice that, that is a recipe for creating a criminal because that th those are horrible conditions to grow up in. But then he goes on to say that you know that these are things that you and Oliver never had to worry about because I always made sure you had a blanket and a fire and a meal. And this just goes back to what I was saying in episode one, that Fagan really does care for these kids because he didn't, I mean, he could have treated the whole thing like a workhouse too, mm -hmm. but he didn't. You know, he, he actually treated them like, employees or co-workers employees at worst co-workers at best <laughs> you know i guess child his own children at best so Stephen talks later in the episode about you know give me the little nipper i'll raise it as my own like you know, so like that's that's who fagan is but he didn't get nothing out of it he got plenty out of it but he also drops this line that i never really even thought about he said it's and the means to get them when you was grown so he brought this up earlier in the season too. He's like, you know what, you know, you're a surgeon now because of your fast hands, which you got from pickpocketing. So, you know, it's all down to me. Uh, but I, I, you know, there is a, a good chance that this was part of his plan that, you know, you, you raise these independent pickpockets so that they can go make a living on their own. Cause I mean, he would take in anybody. He really would. So that's, I guess to his credit, but anyway, better, certainly better than the workhouse. Or being homeless, I suppose. And, and then he's, and then Dodger says, well, what about these people? Why don't you extend that same sympathy, that same hospitality to these people? And he, then he drops like the hammer of all hammers on, on the Dodger here. Most people are bastards who will cross you as soon as spit. And then when the night turns, the only one who will be loyal to yourself is yourself. And me. <laughs> and me, because of course he's got to throw himself in there because he's number one too. So, but not, not only that, like if you're going to say this to somebody, you have to throw yourself in there. Anybody would have to do this, right? Faking, nobody, no, you can't say to me right now that everybody will double cross you except for yourself. You can't trust anybody except yourself, Mr. Sal. And uh, then, maybe I will. I'm an honest no, man. You, 
no you have to you have to throw in and me <laughs> like it has to be so I, I especially when you're as, as close as these two are because then he he really goes for the emotional uh kick to the gut here i'm your family dodge i'm your home and you condescend to acknowledge me which is this is actually a, a pretty big theme of dickens in general because it's a big theme in great expectations too shame of where you come from uh, is a strong theme throughout Dickens. Uh, and this is what he's throwing at Dodger here. You're ashamed of where you come from, but I am your, I'm your family. I, you don't have any other family. I, I'm what you've got. I raised you and yet you condescend to me yet. You're ashamed of me, but you would be nothing without me. So probably literally he might be dead without Fagan. Yeah. Well, so. Without a proper upbringing. Fagan. Ellison, he gives answers as to why he's so self-interested. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, and and I think reasonable ones. And actually, J Jack is going to make them later to Bell. Like you know, starvation is a cause of death too. Have you ever seen somebody starve to death? Right, because uh, uh, some people steal to eat. He says that to Bell, so uh, he's almost mimicking what Fagin says here. So uh, Fagin's definitely made an impression on him here uh and i mean how how can you not that, that's some convincing stuff anyway all right was i right about your favorite scene you did get me right yes yes all right yes. my my favorite scene was when bell awakes her dad <laughs> to uh <laughs> try to talk him out of well not actually talk him out of what he's done banning alcohol but to tell on gains and what gains has done uh, yeah. But Gaines actually comes in and kind of talks about the good as to what's happened, right? They found, what was his name, Kit Wilderston? Uh, whatever, Kit is all yeah, right. Big okay. Kit. Big Kit. <laughs> they got a big Kit, the yeah. Kit Kat. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, whatever Gaines is doing, it, it must be done. I mean, it's, it's working out. They got a criminal. And yeah, he's hurting and killing some people who retaliate, but they're retaliating. And this yeah. is the way, you know, we, we kind of have to do this. Uh, yeah. It's similar. He, I like the analogy he makes here, which is Jack hurts people and he's accidentally killed before working uh -huh. in his line of work as a surgeon and he deals with it. He mourns it and Gaines does the same. Yeah. Um, one of the people that passed, the person who we'll probably talk about in the recap that the professor fixed their leg on and bled out overnight was Kit's yeah. son who had yeah. killed someone in an armored robbery. They were a lawman, right? Hard to yeah. lose someone to a crime and he had a family. So this person allegedly killed another person but a family. We're not saying it's good they died, but uh, maybe, maybe Gaines argues, you know, it's a got rid of the rot. Of, <laughs> I mean, so is is the colony better off without this guy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the argument certainly could be made. It could be made. And then after Gaines leaves, the governor asks Bell. He understands that she might not approve of what he's doing but this is a penal colony it's hard to control and you can at least support him as your father which yes it looks like this this the persuader right right yeah i mean it's you know it, it it's a really i just like i think when my favorite scene fagan is presenting a pretty strong moral argument like you know i i'm your family you, you should be supporting me you should prioritize me over these other people right because nobody's going to look out for you like i do right so uh, 
it's it's a similar thing here. Governor Fox is saying to Bell, like, I'm your family. Like, you can't prioritize these other people, these prisoners, over over me and the rest of your family. Because um, nobody's going to look out for you like I do. But on top of that, Gaines is presenting this other argument that is apparently presented in Hobbes because Bell talks about reading Hobbes. And she later in the episode is going to be reading Hobbes, actually. <laughs> so uh, I haven't read any Hobbes of you. No, I haven't. Yeah, okay. But um, about the colony as a person, the body politic, just like mm-hmm. Jack treats the human body. Gaines treats the body politic. And and I I kind of understand the governor's point when he says we need men like Gaines because we're not gonna have a functional society without some kind of some kind of uh law enforcement. Yeah. So you need some sort of law enforcement, but where's the line? And I, I right. I'm not equating this to what's going on in like El Salvador, but do you know the news in El Salvador? I do not. That's gone on. So they've they've cracked down on uh, gang violence by doing okay. massive swaths. I think started in 2022 of gang arrests, but they've kind of they don't have habeas corpus, but whatever they're like, they've suspended some rights to trials for the accused. Oh, oh wow! And they've arrested like last I saw it was over fifty thousand people, but gang violence is way down, way down. Yeah. So people, so it's. It's you know it's it's uh, <laughs> predicting the the, uh, the personal colony here. It's that's what it yeah. Me of. That, that, that's yeah, also why absolutely. I picked the scene. I'm like, oh, this is uh, this, this is definitely an interesting scene. The the security of the colony and doing what's right versus kind of the moralness. And you, I mean, you can argue why Gaines is actually doing this. Does he really care about the rot? Right. Who knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I well, I mean, I think he, I think he does I, I, care about the rot. I, mm-hmm. I think he does. You can, you could argue, maybe not in this instance of him getting rid of liquor. Like, is he just going after Jack? Oh, later on, when he talks to Red, right? It seems he's very mm-hmm. Jack motivated here. So I don't know mm-hmm. how many of his decisions have been. This, I, I, I do think though, is just him trying to get rid of the rot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's been pretty consistent about that. Like we've seen him in confession 14 hours after his previous confession. <laughs> we've you know we've seen him talking about the 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 sin emanated emanating from below. Like I, I really do think he's he is actually being earnest here when he thinks that he's trying to help the colony. But you know his methods—that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, and that's what Jack brings up with Bell at some point in this episode. He, you know, he says, "You surely can't agree with his methods," and Bell says, "Of course not." So, they're, they're yeah, that's a good scene. It's a really good scene. It's on my short list for sure. All right, Kurt. Well, let's see if you can guess who said it. Who said it? I had to call an, all, an audible here, Kurt, because you already quoted one of my quotes. At I me, knew so it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, a point. The, Is that already a no, point? No, 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 no. I I changed it. So you oh, said yeah, it's the lack. It's the lack of drink, milady. It makes everything distressingly clear. Like I was going to use that as a quote, but I have changed it. So, yes. So now, are you ready for your first quote? I guess. 
I'm starting to see that there's a certain symmetry to our objectives here. I have no earthly idea. <laughs> that. What? I'm starting, I'm starting to... to see that there is a certain symmetry to our objectives here. Who the heck says that? A symmetry to the objectives you have here. Um, who's? Oh, F oh. Um, I think Fagan. Fagan says this to Jack because he wants Red to die, and I think. Oh, but who's the one that offers to uh try and do the surgery? I think Hattie says that she can help out. Fagan says it though. Fagan definitely says it. Yeah, and you got the right scene and he's saying okay. it to Jack. Yes, that is right. So you went from no earthly idea to getting it right in like no time flat. Well, so because, good for you. Oh, because I realized it's a fake. I was trying to think of who possibly could have said that. That's right. Yeah. So so Fagan fills Dodger in on Flashbang because Flashbang has been basically trapped in this liquor crate in the governor's office. And Jack fills da Fagan in on Red, who's about to give birth. And uh, it's probably uh, going to have to be. Well, basically, she's about to give birth. And, and so that's that's a problem. But Hetty comes in, the baby's breached and she needs a C-section, which will probably kill her. Because she won't let Jack touch her. So Fagan doesn't see a problem with this. That's great. She dies. All good. <laughs> we don't have to worry about her anymore. <laughs> but uh, what about Belle? Hetty suggests. Could we could we bring Bella to do it? What did she say? Doctor, what's her face? Or something like that. I, I don't remember what she called <laughs> Belle. I don't know. Belle is called lots of names when she's not around in this episode. Lady, what's her face? Uh, Lady Cheeky Bones. <laughs> fancy skirt all kinds of things <laughs> anyway um what about bell so jack and fagan have this little exchange for the like oh flashbang liquor booze i think our i think our objectives are starting to line up here and they're off to see bell who lives in the house where flashbang <laughs> is trapped so that's that one all right so you're one for one all right yeah. second one Ready? Mm -hmm. Caution. It does have some physiologically implausible elements. What the? <laughs> what are these quotes you're picking? Wait, what? Caution. <laughs> it does have some physiologically implausible elements. Implausible elements. So, someone make like a fake person or something? Oh, okay. So it's probably... Can you say it one more time? Caution. It does have some physiologically implausible elements. So this makes me think of um, when they're trying to do the body swap for Red, that it's referring to this. But who would even say this about the body of the, other than the professor? Uh, I'm going to go with the professor because you were going to do an all professors quote thing. So the professor, when examining the dead corpse, he's had his drink again. And it's quite a hairy wrist. Like my Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> my dear Eunice. <laughs> Was that it? Uh, well, you kind of backed your way into it. It is the professor and it is that scene, but it's not when he's checking <laughs> the body. 
So it, is, it, oh, is it, it when he's talking to? It's a game? drinking song. <laughs> a drinking song. He says, "Oh, I must sing you a song about a mermaid." Although caution, it does have some physiologically implausible elements. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I'll give you half a point for that one because you had the right person, but for completely <laughs> wrong reasons. Yeah, so, it was for the that, that yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh Fagan has Prof and the guard good and drunk, and they're singing all kinds of things. Uh it's pretty funny actually if you listen to some of the songs. I'm I'm pretty sad that we never saw this guard again. I thought we were gonna see this guard like out of context elsewhere. Oh, we did. Where we did later, um, when, he was when Prof, no, when Prof tells off Gaines, hmm. he he kind of like stumbles out the door. No, yeah, I saw that, but I was hoping like, oh, okay. no, no, I was hoping for something more like some characters walking by and asks the guard for something. The guard's just very drunk or asleep. <laughs> so okay, sorry, sorry, sorry that they disappointed that you was, with that. Yeah. But. That, that did not lose it a point, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, good. So anyway, while the drinking songs are happening, Apudi and Flashbang switch bodies with Big Kit. So Red is on the is supposed to be on the surgery table, having just undergone a C-section, and they needed a, whim, a woman's body. They didn't have any, though, so they got Big Kit. And Belle protests, but ultimately... Like, I mean, she she's not happy about this, this body snatching nonsense. Uh, but ultimately, she's the one. She goes out in the hall and tells Gaines that both the mother and baby died. This is all coming from her mouth. That's a big deal. She's an accomplice now. <laughs> this, is, this is a big deal. She also won't let Gaines go see the body. Oh, for shame, Captain Gaines, and you a godly man. He wants to see that death certificate, though, and signed by Prof, not Jack. So... Prof agree, agrees the body is dead. Very hairy wrists, like his Eunice. Could you not save the baby? Like, this is about the most sympathetic Prof has ever been. It is. He's so like, sad. He's really broken up by this. So, anyway, he signs the death certificate and he gives it to Gaines. And, and Gaines starts to question him, and he, he just boots him right out. He's like, this is my jurisdiction. It's my hospital. I've been doing this for 50 years. I know a dead body when I see one. Get out of here. <laughs> give, them some, give them the peace they need in death. And so that's, that's, that's that. I, I was impressed with Prof here. Good, yeah, good, good on him for being able to declare her dead. <laughs> her, him, whatever. Okay. You are one and a half for two. Okay. So, last quote, I'd run away. That's it? For now. What do you mean for now? It's, wait, I, I might it? consider giving you more, but, that, but for now, <laughs> that, uh, that's all you're with getting. This? I'd yeah. run away? I'd run away. Um, okay. Does, uh, does Tim say that? No. Does Red say that? No. Does Fagan say that? I'd run away. No. Does Jack say that? Maybe. When? I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> Belle could say that. I'd run away. Yeah, she could she could say that. Uh Governor definitely wouldn't say that. Gaines wouldn't say that. Fanny. Fanny might walk into the ocean or the sea, so maybe she'd say that. She's Sneed. that way. Sneed wouldn't say that. Okay, that was it's... almost a quote that I gave you. I almost gave you C's that way. Ah, oh, that would have gotten that. 
Oh, why don't you give me the easier ones? Okay, so Fanny, Belle, or Jack. That that I'd run away. No, Flashbang or Pooty doesn't don't say that. Okay. I think it's one of those three. Alright, noted. <laughs> You're not giving me the additional hint, which makes me feel like I, it has to be one of those three. That or you're a very cruel person, and I'm already going to get <laughs> this wrong, so I'm just going to go under the assumption it's one of those three. I'd run away. Who, would, who says that, though? And, like, when? Wait, does Fanny say that? Does Fanny say that? All right, I've, str- I've listened to you struggle long enough. Here you go. Here's the rest oh, of it. Ready? Thank you so much. <laughs> I'd run away like your wife. Oh, Bell says that to Gaines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that that, yes. that is a huge help. That second part. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I was. I'm I, glad. I, I'm glad I figured. I'm glad Bell was on one of my short list. Granted, her and Jack yeah. make up a lot of the commentary in the entire episode. I I think you would have gotten there eventually. But I think so. You're getting sick of my. <laughs> I do. Well, I just want to go through. I don't want to bore the listeners. So, so anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, poor Alfie has has bled out and died. Even though pro- the prof did a really good job setting that leg, poor Alfie has bled out and died. And Gaines shows up and gets an earful from Bell and Jack. They're in his face. Yo, that one's got a busted femoral artery. That one's blinded in one eye, and all this other stuff. So, but he's here to arrest patients. He he hasn't come for to, to get offer sympathy or anything like that. So Bell gets in between him and the door and says, You're not taking my patients. Well, they never were your patients, Lady Bell. They're my prisoners. And if I were your father, well, then I'd run away like your wife. And he goes to strike her. He goes to like push her or gra- grab her or hit her. And Jack intervenes, almost hits Gaines, but Fagan intervenes to stop him. And Gaines is a little disappointed. He kind of wishes Jack had struck him, but alas, he didn't. And he's off with the prisoners. And Belle is off to see her father, who she hopes and Jack hopes can stop all this madness. I'm very happy about that. I bet you are. Two and a half out of three ain't bad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I wish you did not swap the quotes. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> it's the lack of drink, milady, makes everything distressingly clear. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that in regular conversation. Uh, oh, in regular life. I do. I do find. I do love that the professor's actually really good. <laughs> I know. It I makes know. you. It makes you feel like you know what that makes sense where he is. It's not just like some weird. It's not like nepotism or anything. He just he is talented. He's just yep. drunk <laughs> yep. all the time. Exactly. I like that too. Anyway, all right, let's uh let's uh finish the recap then. Oh, Fagan, Tim, and Jack are having a grand old time at Roddy's place. Roddy seems to be doing quite well, by the way. That's good. Uh, Kit and his son Alfie, they're doing quite well for themselves too. Fagan. He's having trouble taking his mind off of, you know, quote, work. And Jack is having his having trouble taking his mind off of Bell. So Fagan says at one point, who's distracted now from the sacred purpose of drinking, eh? <laughs> anyway, Gaines convinces the governor to enforce a strict one drink per man per day law to cut down on the violence and debauchery in Port Victory. Although... The governor's initial reaction to the suggestion was, 
was not so positive. Good God, steady on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the governor. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh, my God. I love him. Oh, Sherbert. <laughs> Good God, steady on, man. But uh, he confiscate, he'll confiscate the booze, and then the governor can do with it what he likes, including drink it all. So governor's on board now. Gaines's men beat up anyone they can as they confiscate the liquor, and they arrest Kit, the colony's second most wanted. And by the end of this episode, we will know who the first most wanted is. <laughs> Although you might have guessed it, it's Red. Belle and Fanny visit Rainsford Sneed in the hospital. Fanny is disappointed he proposed to Belle, but happy and sad that she declined. And she feeds him this, like, you know, pepper jelly that she got mixed up with peppermint i think (laughs) (laughs) but whatever um the injured are brought in and bell kicks into gear prof is out of booze and pissed that gains his bandit good god man (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) gains has gone through and ravaged the town prof oh oh. and he's banned alcohol good god man (laughs) (laughs) anyway the lack of booze makes everything distressingly clear, so he sets Alfie's broken leg perfectly. Yeah, right, I, I, it's slick how he goes, yeah, he's probably going to bleed out. Usually that's yep. an artery. <laughs> yeah. And then he dies next time, like, wow, yeah. Professor's really, he's on <laughs> he's, point. He knows what he's doing. I'm going to miss Sober I, Professor. I really am. I know. I liked Sober Professor. I like Drunk Professor now, too, though, but <laughs> but I, I, I did like Sober Professor. Uh, you know, it, it does, it did make me wonder, though, like, when people break a femur now, like, do, do people die of broken femurs? Because if it nicks an artery, it's going to be hard to stop that bleeding. Well, I wonder if it nicks the artery when he reset it back into place. Or I'm I'm sure medical science is more aware of that stuff, right? So if you break your femur, yeah. they'll, they'll do whatever they have to do. I don't know. It's like magic. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next scene is the next morning when Belle and Jack tell off captain Gaines. uh after that we get my favorite scene fagan and jack in the bar after that we get your favorite scene bell and Gaines at the governor's office and now we're on to fagan having flashbang planted in a crate of booze on a carriage red though hijacks it and Gaines catches her and reroutes the booze to government house where flashbang gets stuck all right this is another, uh, this cu- upcoming scene here is another one of my sh- short list of possible favorite scenes. Bell returns to the hospital to tell Jack the situation is more complicated than they thought, and that pisses Jack right off. He says, in medicine, you care for everyone, no matter how spotty the soul. And he informs her that some people steal to eat, and there's, there's death there, too. So they're at an impasse, and Bell walks out because that's a false syllogy, which I had never heard of before. But <laughs> she declares a false syllogy. She declared, I declare false syllogy. I'm out of here. Um, anyway, Tim tells Jack that Gaines has red and she's with child. Now, Gaines tries to intimidate red in prison into giving up Jack. She can have the long fall and if she gives up Jack or the short fall, which is significantly less desirable. She vows revenge, though. He started this. She just fought back. Someone will replace me and fight back again. Um, Which, I mean, this brings up the whole other issue that's at play in this episode that I don't think we've 
really had at play yet. And that is that I, I believe Red and Tim are natives of Australia. Mm-hmm. And so and that's going to come up again later. But there's a certainly some hypocrisy to what Gaines is even talking about, because they, by all rights, really shouldn't even be here. Yeah, no, they really shouldn't be. So anyway, um, Dawkins arrives and and just as he arrives, just as the water breaks and she gets a stay of execution until the baby is born. But she tells Jack to get her out of this or she'll tell Gaines everything. In the hospital, Red tells Tim to get the baby to the aunties so that she can learn their language. This is why I'm reasonably certain these are natives of Australia. She won't let Jack touch her. Hetty needs to deliver the baby. Uh, then we get uh, the scene that uh, we already talked about where their common their goals align. And so they head over to government house where Fanny has come to accept that she needs second choice. But you know what? She's going to kiss him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On the mouth. But do you do it open or closed? And if closed, then how do you breathe? Through the nose? No, Fanny, through the ears. <laughs> anyway, Bell tries to tell, uh, I'm sorry, Jack and Fagan barge in, and Bell tries to tell him what his problems are, but she'd rather do a very dangerous surgery. So, problem solved. Fagan sneaks downstairs to free Flashbang, who pees in the cognac. This is Governor's favorite cognac. It's <laughs> so good. It's like the reason why he ordered this ban on alcohol. This is a good setup here. <laughs> It is. It is. It's Chekhov's piss. <laughs> Chekhov. <laughs> Bell susses out the the criminal conspiracy, but whatevs. Fanny joins the four of them, and off to the hospital they go. So Bell's already kind of playing ball here. Is this some sort of clear criminal conspiracy? Fagan says, in a manner of speaking, yes. Uh, but she doesn't care. Off they go. Jack needs Fagan to get Prof and the guards drunk, and he's going to get Red out. Sneed pretends to be asleep. <laughs> this is so funny. He sees Fanny coming in, and he starts snoring with his eyes closed. <laughs> she climbs on him, and he's still snoring, but when she kisses him, it hurts his swollen lips too much. And so he screams, ow! And we see his puffy lips puffy from the pepper that was supposed to have been peppermint. Fagan uh, easily gets Prof to take the cognac and coaxes his guard in as well. There's a six, uh, Bell performs a successful C-section. The baby and mother are alive, so Jack sends Fagan, Flashbang, and a pooty for a female corpse from the dead house. Bell watches Jack undo Red's handcuff, though, and the jig is up here. But Bell's going to cover for him anyway in the next scene, which we've already talked about. So now Red, Tim, and the baby are a happy family in Jack's apartment. And Bell stops by to gloat a bit and make sure that her disapproval is noted. Thievery is thievery. Trust in the law. Yes. <laughs> but Red t- retorts very sharply, your family are the biggest thieves in Port Victory. I think which... <laughs> They could do a Dr. Seuss thing, or they're the biggest thieves of all. Uh, <laughs> no. No. no, but and of course, this is because they, by all rights, shouldn't even be here. This is this was uh, this was Native people's territory, and the British penal colony just kind of moved in and stole from them. 
So Gov has the governor has called off the prohibition and he congratulates Gaines on nabbing Kit and Alfie. So you know what? All else, no matter what else happened, at least they got those two. And they are going to have a celebratory drink of his special cognac. But he believes that it has turned. <laughs> so, oh boy. Anyway, Fanny tells Belle about her kiss and considering her health, maybe she and Dr. Dawkins could have a love affair. Fagin and Jack drink, and Bell approaches. He admits that the worst parts of him love the crime. It's the Walter White effect. Oh. She says the the crime is not just out of need. You actually love it. He says the worst parts of me do. So, and even though they both know they shouldn't, they really make out. <laughs> this is more than just a kiss over a limp body. This is like up against a wall. We are making out. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. Yeah, like a couple of like a couple of high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Kerr, that's the episode. Do, the, do, the, do you think they're, they're going to get in another fight next episode? I think it's highly likely they will get into another <laughs> fight next episode. That does seem to be the formula. They fight. There's a dangerous surgery, and somewhere in there, Fagin is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So, Kurt, I think we should probably go ahead and check that time. Ooh. <laughs> it's TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. Kurt, on a scale from one to five, what do you think the people gave this episode? Five. Uh, five. They, they loved it. Oh, yeah, I, they sure did. 84%. And uh, why not? It's amazing. All right. So, Kurt, don't note the, the monks thing. Nah, nobody cares about monks. All right. Well, favorite, you? <laughs> fair, it's true. Favorite characters. I believe that the people said Jack, and I believe you also said Jack. Who's a voidable character? All right. So, the three mains, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Captain Gaines, the governor, Fanny. Sneed, Hetty, and that's it. No prof. He, I, I was considering voting for prof. I would have voted the professor. He's not here. Choice. All right. Well, I think you went Fagan. And the people. Oh, Jack. Yeah, I, I did say Fagan, although I changed it. I was about to say Bell, and I changed it to Fagan because I just that my favorite scene is uh, just my favorite (laughs) scene, man. It's so good. It's all. It's all Fagan too. So, yeah. So I did go with Fagan, yeah, uh, although zero percent of the viewer of the users of TV time went with Fagan. <laughs> I don't know why they don't like Fagan. I mean, probably because of his chit chats with monks. <laughs> I guess maybe, but but all right. Did you say Jack? I did say Jack. Okay, but guess what? The people did not say Jack. Did they say Bell? They said Bell seventy-eight percent, Kurt. Yeah, you know, that's really fair. Maybe I should swap to Bell. I I, honestly, I like Bell is at the center of the quandary. Like the more the moral gray area is all centered around Bell. Jack's got his side, and Gaines has got his side, and she's the one being pulled. So yeah. I, I do, I do think if you're not going to vote for Fagan like me, then you should probably vote for Bell. Oh, I should change my answer, shouldn't I? <laughs> probably. But then I'd be wrong. So no, leave it alone. Say I'll Jack. change my answer. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's very compelling because yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. in my favorite scene. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah, no. It's true. Jack's not. Jack's not. No. Screw no. that. Guy. I, I I actually do think that it, like if there's if there's an episode where Jack takes a backseat, it's this one. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and Jax is not the most pivotal, really. No, no, no. I do think this a lot is of games, more... a lot of Bell, mm-hmm. Governor, yep. Fagan. Yeah. We get quite a bit of. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do think this is the Jack backseat episode. So, I don't think we're gonna get any more. I think this is gonna be the only one, but but we'll see. So, speaking of what we're going to get. We are going to get a wet lettuce next time, and we are going to get a uh, unta- some untapped potential the time uh, the, for the finale. But we have lots of stuff for you to listen to in the meantime. I mean, you could certainly check out our other series that's running right now, opposite the Artful Dodger. We've got Culprits, Hulu original series. I guess it was on Disney Plus in Europe before it was on hulu in america but we know it as a hulu series <laughs> that's what we know it as <laughs> and it is uh really really exciting and really fun we, we've only at the time of this recording we've only covered two episodes but we're deeper than that into our dropping of of our coverage so if that makes any sense to you <laughs> but but uh that's how time works folks we don't all record all this stuff at the same time but certainly check out culprits it's a lot of fun it's a very heisty uh series with some really substantial dashes of emotion and intellect so uh, i i really have enjoyed what we've seen of it so far so definitely check that one out Go back in our back catalog, check out whatever you want, because we have a ton of stuff. I mean, we've got everything from ever growing, ever growing. Seriously, like someday all of these things are going to get a season two at the same time. And I don't know what we're going to do. But so so just just to let you know what series we have covered the first season of and are waiting on a second season of uh, The Last of Us, uh, The Old Man. Uh, only murders in the building not first season and second season we, we're waiting on season four for that one outer range shrinking the white lotus we've covered the first two seasons we're waiting on season three and i i guess just this one and culprits if, if they get season twos and i don't know that they will i think these are intended to be miniseries but who knows so there you go there's that those things that you can do you can email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com We'd love to hear from you. Not sure I'll be able to get your emails onto the show, but I will tell you that if you're listening to this right now, we have already recorded all of the Artful Dodger. So, so you won't, we won't get you into the Artful Dodger, but if you're watching Culprits or something like that, send us an email. If you have ideas for future series that we should cover, send us an email let us know no promises on that there we do have kind of a, a formula and criteria that we usually are looking for but certainly could do that five star ratings and reviews are appreciated sharing the podcast around is appreciated so is subscribing liking following all that kurt anything you'd like to say before i sign off here i'm i'm i don't think we're gonna see monks very much next episode i'm gonna, I'm gonna plant a flag oh. in there Oh, it's going to be the controversial peck year, even though it's the wet yeah. lettuce that Oliver Twist is. But I'm, yeah, I'm I, I'll, the I'll plant. Pick here. I'll plant the flag that we will see monks oh, and we'll an see Oliver, and oh. we'll see Oliver Twist. There you go. Okay, now that's yeah, both that's of those sauce here. Okay, you like the sauce. Okay, folks, remember this: when the night turns, 
The only one who'll be loyal to yourself is yourself and show hoppers. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.